98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. Hong Kong's delegate to the NPC Standing Committee plays down concerns about the extradition law ahead of a major meeting at the liaison office. One of the world's best-known architects, I.M. Pei, who designed Central B- Central's Bank of China Tower, has died at the age of 102, and Taiwan's parliament debates three bills on same-sex unions. Hong Kong's delegate to the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress, Tam Yu-jung, says he doesn't think Beijing will take advantage of an amended Hong Kong extradition law in a way that would make things difficult for Hong Kong's chief executive. Mr. Tam, who will be among 200 people attending a meeting at the liaison office this afternoon, also backed the idea of restricting mainland extradition requests to certain bureaus like the Supreme Court. He also hit out of the chaos that the extradition law has caused in Lechko. Janice Wong reports. Speaking on an RTHK radio program, Mr. Tam said around 200 NPC deputies and members of the National Committee of the CPPCC would attend a meeting organized by the liaison office and scheduled for 3 p.m. Mr. Tam said it was not yet known whether the Fugitive Offenders Ordinance would be on the agenda. He only said he believed the topics for discussion will be on important and popular issues. Mr. Tam also expressed regret over the recent chaos in Lejko, which saw the pro-democracy and pro-establishment camps face off over who chaired a bills committee meeting looking into the government's controversial extradition law. Mr. Tam, who was also a legislator for more than 30 years, says it's something he's never seen before. He described the chaos as dangerous and ridiculous, saying Lejko is not a place for scuffles or violence. On whether the controversial Fugitive Offenders Ordinance should bypass the bills committee and go straight to the full legislature. Mr. Tam said it was something for the House Committee to consider this afternoon, but he stressed that such a move would be in line with LegCo's rules of procedure. One of the world's best-known architects, I.M. Pei, has died at the age of 102. He was born in China but moved to the United States as a teenager to attend architecture school. Todd Harding looks back at his life. The Chinese-born American architect created designs for some of the world's most revered museums, including the iconic pyramid for the Louvre in Paris and the East Building of the National Gallery of Art in Washington, D.C. In Hong Kong, Mr. Pei designed and oversaw the construction of the Bank of China headquarters in Central, one of the most outstanding features of Hong Kong's skyline. Mr. Pei said designing big public structures required an awareness of the past, but also the courage to explore. He established his own firm, I.M. Pei and Associates, in 1955. Taiwan's parliament is deciding whether to legalize same-sex unions today. It will consider three bills which offer different levels of rights and protections. The BBC's Cindy Sui reports from Taipei. Only one of the bills, the one proposed by the government, would give same-sex couples almost the same rights as heterosexual couples under the current marriage law, including the right to adopt each other's biological children, the right to inherit assets, and the right to make medical decisions on each other's behalf. The other two bills would legalize same-sex unions and protect the couples under a separate law, but would restrict their rights. One of them would even allow family members to annul the unions. Police have arrested an 89-year-old woman on suspicion of manslaughter after an 85-year-old woman died at an elderly home in Samaoping. Robert Kemp has more. Police received a report of two women fighting at the home on Shun'on Road early on Thursday evening. On arrival, they found that the 85-year-old had collapsed. She was taken to United Christian Hospital in an unconscious state, where she was declared dead. 
Initial investigations suggest the fight may have involved punching, kicking and the use of a pair of slippers. It's the third death in two years at an elderly home where a fellow resident has been arrested on suspicion of either manslaughter or murder. A Lichco committee vetting a proposed ban of the sale of e-cigarettes had to be adjourned earlier than scheduled amid a series of quorum calls by pro-democracy lawmakers. They were protesting against the fact that the pro-Beijing camp had called an extra meeting to speed up vetting of the national anthem bill. Lawmakers therefore had to split time between three committees. The FTU's Kwok Wai Kang, who chairs the e-cigarette committee, adjourned his meeting so enough lawmakers could attend the other two. The DAB's Horace Cheung criticized the pandemic, saying simultaneous meetings are necessary. Because there are many, many outstanding issues still before the Legislative Council, which are all quite important to the community. So it's impractical for us to only have one meeting at the same time. That is the compromise that we have to accommodate two or even three meetings at the same time. But it doesn't mean that we don't need to discharge our obligation to scrutinize the bills. The Heng Yunwai Highway will open a week on Sunday. It'll, it will connect the new border crossing at Heng Yunwai and the Fanling Highway. Although the new crossing won't be complete until the end of the year, motorists will still be able to use the new road to reach Fanling Highway from Sataokok and Takuling instead of relying only on Sataokok Road. Stella Lee is an assistant transport commissioner. Motorists can make use of the Heng Yunwai Highway to go to Satogok, Pingche and Dagulan areas. And motorists in these areas can make use of the new highway directly connecting to Fanlan Highway. So they don't need to go via Fanlan city centre and hence can relieve the traffic thereat. President Trump has outlined plans to toughen border security and refocus the U.S. immigration system. He said younger, better-educated, English-speaking workers who already have job offers in the United States should make up more than half of all legal immigrants. Mr. Trump called it a sweeping modernization of the system. Only 12% of legal immigrants are selected based on skill or based on merit. In countries like Canada, Australia, and New Zealand, and others, that number is closer to 60 and even 70 and 75 percent in some cases. The biggest change we make is to increase the proportion of highly skilled immigration from 12 percent to 57 percent, and we'd like to even see if we can go higher. Court documents released in the United States reveal that the former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn gave the special counsel Robert Mueller information about multiple attempts to obstruct the Russian investigation. The documents state that the attempts came from people linked to President Trump's administration or Congress in communications between them and Michael Flynn or his attorneys. The aircraft manufacturer Boeing has announced that it's completed its computer software update on its 737 MAX model, which was involved in two fatal crashes in Indonesia and Ethiopia. The model has subsequently been grounded. The BBC's Dave Lee reports from San Francisco. Boeing said it had now flown the 737 MAX with updated software for 360 hours without incident. But commercial passengers will not be allowed to fly on the jet until aviation regulators are satisfied Boeing has solved the issue it has been working to fix since October. 
as well as the software patch, Boeing said it had created improved training material following pilot complaints that they did not receive adequate training about MCAS, the anti-stall system that is understood to have malfunctioned in both crashes. The U.S. state of Missouri is the latest to take steps towards restricting access to abortion. Missouri's Republican-led Senate passed a bill to ban nearly all terminations in the state after eight weeks of pregnancy, including cases of rape or incest. The vote came hours after the governor of Alabama signed into a law a near-total ban on abortion. The Missouri bill must be approved by both its legislature and its Republican governor. The United States has terminated Turkey's status as a preferential trading partner. The move, announced in a White House statement, takes effect immediately and means that certain Turkish exports will no longer be able to enter the U.S. on a tariff-free basis. The British Prime Minister Theresa May has agreed to discuss a timetable for her replacement after her EU withdrawal deal returns to Parliament next month. Mrs. May's, Mrs. May's main Conservative rival, Boris Johnson, has said he wants to succeed her. More from the BBC's Norman Smith. Theresa May, today confronted by her party's most senior MPs, finally conceded that she could not go on as Prime Minister if her Brexit bill is defeated. Although Mrs May refused to give a specific date, she clearly signalled she would quit if her plan was rejected for a fourth time. An outcome most at Westminster believe unavoidable when the legislation is brought to the Commons for its crunch second reading vote in the first week of June, paving the way for Mrs May's likely resignation soon after. A court in Belgium has ruled that the former King Albert, King Albert, is to be fined €5,000 a day if he refuses to undergo a DNA paternity test. In February, he refused to submit a sample. More details from the BBC's Danny Eberhardt. For years, rumours have swirled that the former king fathered a love child in the 1960s. Delphine Boel said her mother had an affair with the married Albert before he became king. A date will now be fixed for him to give a sample of his saliva. The daily penalty will kick in if he fails to attend. The court agreed that the issue is pressing, given that Albert II is now 84. The results of the test would be kept secret until any further appeal is considered. Officials at the Brazilian mining company Vale said that another dam is at risk of bursting around 60, 60 kilometres from the Brumadinho Dam that collapsed, killing more than 200 people in January. The BBC's Candice Piet reports. Earlier this week, Vale workers identified further movement in the retaining wall of a mining dam near the small town of Barão de Cocais in the state of Minas Gerais. A company report said the structure could collapse next week if the current rate of movement continued. The company has evacuated hundreds of people from the area over the last few months. Valley's warnings undermine deep public concern about the stability of similar dams in Brazil's mining heartland. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.72 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar 11 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 4 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,063. That's 211 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $52 billion. Sports now, here's Adam Jones. Brooks Koepka says his opening round at the PGA Golf Championship on Long Island, New York, is amongst the best performances of his career. The American began his title defense with a 7 under par 63, becoming the first player in 101 years of the PGA Championship to shoot that score twice. 
The three-time major winner also broke the course record at Bethpage Black and became the first player to post 63 at a major in consecutive years. That was one of the best rounds I've played probably as a professional. This golf course is, is brutal. And if you're not going to drive it, it, like I said, it tests every asset of your game. You've got to drive the ball straight. It's long, so you've got to hit it far. Really position yourself. Despite the sizzling start, Kupka only holds a one-shot advantage over Danny Lee, who ended his round with two birdies for 64. Here's Tommy Fleetwood, who sits third on 367. I think I enjoy the test. It tests every part of your game and of your character in the end if you're contending. And I do enjoy it, and of course I'm, I'm short of, of winning one or, or more. But hopefully those will be steps I take in my career. But I do, uh, I enjoy preparing. I love Monday to Wednesday majors preparing and, and figuring out the golf course and then really getting out there and trusting yourself and seeing how you do. Masters champion Tiger Woods has a lot of catching up to do. After double bogeys to start the back nine, Woods posted a 72, nine shots off the lead. Hong Kong football coach Mixu Petalainen says the Soccer 7's competition gives his young players a chance to show off their skills. The local FA will be represented by an under-23 squad competing under the name Red Dragons when the annual 7-SI tournament kicks off at the football club tonight. Last year, the Red Dragons earned a respectable draw against the English Premier League side Brighton. They'll face another Premier League challenge this year when they take on Wolves. Petalainen expects his players to give their best. I think, of course, it's a different game. Uh, to the big game, 11 side, but uh, you know there's a lot of one against one situations. Uh, uh, there's a lot of a lot lot of cold mouth action because it's slightly more smaller pitch, um, and um, and it's it's good fun. Uh, you know, obviously, any team who takes part in this tournament, you know, want to take it seriously, want to do their best and uh, and and win the win the trophy. Simple as that. But uh, no, no, the main thing is that uh, the players apply themselves 100 percent and. Uh, and uh, and learn. So um, you know it is good, that, uh, and I'm really pleased and uh, excited that uh, our youngsters will take part in this tournament. And finally, in ice hockey, the Boston Bruins marched into the Stanley Cup final with authority by sweeping the Carolina Hurricanes in four straight games. The Bruins wrapped up the series with a comprehensive 4-0 victory in Game 4. They'll next face the winner of the Western Conference Final between the San Jose Sharks and the St. Louis Blues. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jang, the reporting there. And to end the news, our top stories once again. Hong Kong's delegate to the NPC Standing Committee plays down concerns about the extradition law ahead of a major meeting at the Liaison Office. One of the world's best-known architects, Ian Pei, who designed Central's Bank of China Tower, has died at the age of 102, and Taiwan's parliament debates three bills on same-sex unions. The news from RTHK.